ladies and gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtracks in your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars return to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, On. Welcome. Hello, welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Good morning. We've got a thumper of a show this morning. Uh, Michael Maguire, the Tigers coach, is going to join us. So is Socceroo Ryan Grant. They've got a huge game this week. Uh, lots of things to talk about. Greg Rust Motorsport, F1 season starts this week. Friday night footy, there's lots of stuff to talk about there. And Souser complaining that Latrell Mitchell's being booed. I'm sure that's going to garner some reaction. And it's Golden Slipper Day, and I couldn't believe this when Richard Friedman guaranteed he was going to tip the winner. I thought that was bold of Richard to do, but he is guaranteed he's going to provide the winner. Good morning. You just don't give up, do you? (laughs) Now, I've not... How can you guarantee Candace Warner, good morning to you. Morning, by the way. Good morning. Hello, Candy. Hello, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How do you react to Candy? She loves it. You don't mind Candy, I don't do you? mind it. I know. It's a rock it's star endearing. name. It's endearing. It's... I don't mind it. It's a rock star name. As long as you're okay with it. I prefer Candy over Candice. Some people call me yeah. Candice. It's, that's a little no. bit too posh for me. Yeah. Candy Warner, that sounds like you could be a rock star. Thanks. In fact, I think you are. Oh, Rich. How's your week, Candice? It's or Candy? Been, it's been busy, but it's uh, it's been a good one. Besides from Friday night, obviously... The bunny's going down in a thriller. That's good for most people, though. Yeah, but not for me. Richie, good morning (laughs) to you, Richard. Thanks for turning up late as usual. Marginally. I had a little drama at the stable. A very nice horse got injured, and I had to stay there and help nurse him. Oh, well, were you cuddling him? And Well, yes, I was. Okay. He's in a little bit of pain. I get He'll that. He'll be all right, though. I get that. All right, that's good to hear. All right, we've got to get on with the show because Friday night footy, Manly, they're in a bit of trouble, or are they? And uh, the Dragons, Penrith, that was a close game as well, plus that game on Thursday night. It is the Dead Set Legends. We're here for the next two hours. You can call us anytime, one triple three five three. Game, set and match. The cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. If you want a comprehensive overview of a game in just a fraction of the time, you need the KO Mini, which let you watch all the key moments in any game in less than half an hour. Sometimes they're 15, 16 minutes. Very good, the KO Minis. That's that's the world we live in, isn't it? Candace Let's wa- get it all down to like five minutes. Candace. That's the concentration span of most people. Yeah, well, you've or got to you. turn a wonderful sponsorship mention into a negative. I mean... Unbelievable. <laughs> what a start. Richard Friedman, it's, Candace it's Warner. Perfect, it's, it's a perfect product. Yeah, Very okay. smart. They're, they're, so what you're saying is the KO people have nailed the fall of society, basically. <laughs> That's what you are saying. <laughs> they're very clever. <laughs> All right. uh, last night, we had two very different games. A close one at Cogra. Dragons, jeez, uh, oh. they had their chances against Penrith. I'll watch that game. The most frustrating last 20 minutes you'll ever see. Dragons down on the Penrith line. They're going to beat Penrith. They were, they were dominating them in the last 20 minutes, I think, 15 anyway. 
had no idea how to get it across the stripe. Not a clue. Nothing. Were you not encouraged by the fact they almost beat the Premiers? They'll beat a lot of sides. As soon as they learn how to, you know, as soon as they get a fifth tackle play, they only need one. They had none. Okay. Well, they uh, they won the first round, didn't they, the Dragons? Who did they play in week one? Uh, so Penrith now 2-0. and oh. mm. um, So, oh, yeah, Dragons beat Warriors. So they're 1-1. Yep. One and one. Yep. So Dragons are okay. The main game, though, Candace Manley were not even uh, there for the first 40 minutes. Yeah, and the thing that stood out to me was their body language. It was absolutely shocking. The Roosters gave uh, Tommy Turbo no room whatsoever to move, and it seems like now the Seagulls have a, have a bit of a problem. That's two weeks that, that, you know, the first two rounds that they've lost, and Tommy hasn't really done much. But I was super impressed by um, by the Roosters. Kiri and Walker, they combined really well. They dominated the first half. And, you know, they were looking really good. But for Roosters fans, the thing that they should get really excited about is that in the years that the Roosters have won the Premiership, they've never lost to the Sea Eagles. There is a stat. There is a stat for you. So, Roosters fans, you've got a lot to look forward to this season. And I think the three, the last three, they've won 13, 18, 9, and they've lost the first round. Well, I couldn't couldn't watch the match because I've got to go to bed at that time. But I got up and looked at the stats, and the stats of the match say that the Roosters just dominated every single stat until about the last 15 minutes. And then, yeah. you know, I think they probably took the pedal off when they they were over the line. 22-0 at half time, and the rain helped, Rich. And Manly were better in the second half. They at least went toe-to-toe, but in the end, 26-12, to and it probably wasn't even that close. If you want to talk about those games, you can call us on one triple three five three. Interesting story came out overnight. Uh, about that fabulous finish, South and Melbourne. Jeez, uh, I got close, uh, Candice. It was super close. Uh, with The first probably 68 minutes of the game was pretty rubbish from, from a South point of view. You know what that is, that signal? What? No cigar, sadly. No, <laughs> Very no, close. no, but it was that last 10 minutes was just, it was thrilling. It South just... I know that the, that the Storm had a player off, but South really dominated, and we saw Latrell. The thing that surprised me is Latrell, he missed every conversion, yeah. but yet still had the confidence to go for a field goal from about 48 out and, and nailed it. And to, as soon as he kicked it, he turned around. He, he didn't even look at it going through the post. Wasn't there some scandal about that from that match? What do you, well, that's what I've had to get to. I don't know if you call it a scandal, but the CEO, Blake Solly, came out and said, I was surprised Latrell got booed given it was his first game back. This was in the Herald. Given there's no history with him in the Melbourne Storm, I certainly hope it doesn't become a regular thing. Now, I fear this is going down an Adam Good's path here, Richard. Yeah, but he's raised the spectre of that, which I think kind of encourages those that sort of people. This is exactly right. See, this is what happened with Goods. He was booed for staging, and then people asked not to boo. And as soon as you ask people to go to the football and not boo, what are they going to do? You know. But, you the, know. but I had a friend at the game, and he actually said that at the end of the match when they were doing the presentation for Bellamy because it was his 500th game as, as coach, it was Latrell Mitchell. All the Rabbitohs players were sitting sitting around on the floor. It was, 
it was Latrell Mitchell that told all the boys to stand up mm. and show Bellamy some respect. So uh, I heard the booing. I didn't like it. The one thing I, I, I say is, I, I over the Adam Goods thing, he says it was racism. And, okay, I'm not arguing with him. Mm. But if it happens to a second Indigenous player. player. Yeah, Indigenous player, First Nation player in... In a, a, you know one of our football codes, then I got to start thinking. I think he was right. But Melbourne fans, Storm fans, are in, even though there's no history with the Storm, I don't think even when he was a Roosters player, they see him break the cheekbone of Joey Manu. They see him take out David Norfolk. It's not like Latrell is the cleanest player. It, he's giving them some material to well, work with here. He's a, he plays it hard, but he's not the only one who does that. That could happen to a lot of players. Or he's a villain. He's a star. Right, so straight away he draws attention and he, he's knocked a couple of blokes out. Or do you think they were booing because he 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 got off his suspension early and he, he maybe he shouldn't have been playing in that match? Yeah, maybe you could throw that into the mix. My hope it was that. I, I hate booing in any sport. And I and I heard that the other night and I found it very surprising. One triple three five three. I think I I think the South CEO's made a boo boo here. Because once you draw attention to it, it oh, becomes guarantees. a thing. Yep. So one triple three five three. If you want to have your say, Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Richard goes. What happened to them? <laughs> they had a good run, they, Rich. They just got old. They had a twenty-five year run. <laughs> I saw them at good. the SFS maybe fifteen years ago, and they were outstanding. That's good. How many years ago? About 15 years ago. They got everyone to get their tops off and swing them up in the air. So you should have been there, Rich. (laughs) Did you? I kept mine on. Dead set legends on Triple M. I'm just asking. You brought it up. (laughs) Uh, We do the show for KO Minis. Let's take some calls here. We brought up Latrell Mitchell booed on Thursday night. Melbourne against South. Latrell came up with a big moment. I've got to point out, too, Latrell was happy to give it back to the crowd. Yeah, he's a now, divisive player. Now, now maybe he was reacting to being booed, so he was just giving, and which was great theatre. Yeah. yeah. But the South CEO Blake Solly came out, I think, with all good intentions, and said, "Well, why was he being booed? We've got no history with the Melbourne Storm." Mm. We start with Paul from Woolaware, one triple three five three. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, guys. How are you going? Good, mate. Good. Um, I'm a bit disappointed, you commentators and all you other blokes in the media. Latrell Mitchell was booed because of what he did last year to get his suspension. I don't think it's got anything to do with race. If he was black, white, yellow, green, it doesn't matter. The guy's a grub, and he got booed for being a grub. He didn't uh, get booed Paul, because he's fairly black. harsh. Paul, are you a Cronulla Shark supporter by any chance? I, yep, since 1967, yes. Okay, so July 30, Souths are going to be taking on the Sharks at Shark Park. And I think yep. he's going to be pretty fired up after your comments calling him a bit of a grub. Yeah, he is a grub. Mm. All right, good. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not, look, I'm not saying there's any racist element or not, but when you get an Adam Goods and then a Latrell Mitchell, if it goes to that level, what, what do you, you've got, what's that? Just coincidence. All right, good on you, Paul. John, fire away. Yeah, good morning, boys, and Katie. Um, yeah, I don't think it's about race with Luttrell and in fact I don't think it's necessarily about him being a grub it, it's just he hasn't showed a lot of remorse for what happened last year he, he you know the, the act on Joey Manu mm. was bad and he kind of made out that he was the victim in the whole thing and I think maybe that's what fans are reacting against I'm not for booing someone at the game 
but I can understand why someone would react against that. Do you think that's fair? Well, I think it's a reasonable... No, I think it's very I fair. Think it's a reasonably well-put point, and it could be right. But it, th- that was a game against the Roosters, not against an, a Melbourne Storm player. So I, I don't know why the Melbourne Storm fans are giving him some stick. Because they don't like him. You can like an opponent. Doesn't be just because he didn't wrong your team. They, mm. they they're more than entitled to boo him. What I can't understand is why is it, it, what I and I honestly can't understand this. These are professional players. They know that they've got fans and they've got fans who don't like them. Who cares if someone boos you? I yeah. mean, I, I would personally. It wouldn't worry me if I were them, but. But obviously it does work. I thought he seemed to feed off the booing, because let's be honest, he didn't do all that much in the game until the moment that mattered where he drilled the 48 or 46-metre field goal and he gave it back to the crowd. I thought that was great. So he almost plays his best footy when his back's against the wall and the crowd's giving it to him. So maybe if I was opposition fans, I'd be keeping a little bit quiet because you don't want an inform fired up Latrell Mitchell. Mm. That's oh. perfectly logical, but I bet it doesn't happen. One triple three five three. you can call us any time. By the way, Beck uh, is going to give a Taronga Zoo family pass to one of our callers there, and uh, and we've got the Lone Pine Tavern voucher as well for 100 bucks. so uh, they're for our favourite callers of the day. More after this, Triple M. Game, set and match. The cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Yeah, we're moving on, but we've fired some people up here. Uh, Dave wants to talk about Latrell Mitchell being booed. Dave, uh, go ahead, mate. Oh, yeah, good day, Dan. Mate, yeah, I-, I loved his reaction. It was awesome. <laughs> so you're saying that that uh, you're, you're pro Melbourne and, 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 and the booing is on the money? I'm, oh no, I didn't like the booing. I'm mm. not a fan of that, but um, you like the trails reaction. I love the trails reaction. Yeah. I thought he, he just stuck it to him. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. Good on you, Dave. No, I, I, I can see where Dave's coming from. He's saying, "Look, let him boo." Mm. Latrell doesn't seem to be bothered by it, so yeah. let him fire him and up. And he seemed he did a post game interview, Candice, mm. uh, I think with Nine, and he seemed. They'd just been beaten, but he came up with a heroic moment. He seemed in a pretty good play. I don't know him, but he, he seemed like in a pretty good place. And he showed a lot of respect to Craig Bellamy and, and to the Melbourne Storm. I thought he handled that press conference, well, that interview really well. But it'd be hard not to react the way he did. If you were booed every single time you yeah. went to take a, a sideline kick, um, I, would, I probably would react the same way. If, would you? Yeah, I would. If what? you show that it affects you... It's only going to encourage their next oh. away game. They got Roosters next week at home. Penrith grand final rematch on a Friday night. If he thinks he's hurt booing, wait till the Penrith fans get a crack at him when they fill that joint. <laughs> Honestly, and and imagine if he shut them up, and it would be the best reaction, it's mm. the best way to handle it, I suppose. But if he scores the first try and has an absolute blinder, it shuts them up pretty early. That's it. Uh, we've got Rusty, Greg Russ coming on after this for Bendix Breaks, talking a bit of motorsport, big time in motorsport, the F1 start this weekend. Uh, we've got all sorts of things going on. That's coming up next. Triple M. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence.
Richard Candice, this is uh, this is what we do for Bendix Breaks, talking all things sport, uh, motorsport with Red Russell. I was about to bring up, I'm always late to things. Like I, I started watching The Sopranos like 10 years after it was popular, and I thought, oh, I get this. I watched Drive to Survive for the first time this week. What's that? The F1 documentary oh, series. Only Unbelievable now. show. I, I saw in five minutes why this thing is so popular. Rusty, good morning to you. Legends, good morning, and do not worry about being late to the party. You've got a bit of a back catalogue that you can enjoy there. Four awesome seasons of that, and it's become a bit of a blueprint for other sports on on unmasking athletes and showing some of the great personalities that exist in sport. It's a great series. Is this in danger of becoming more popular than the actual sport? Uh, I mean, it's at the point now where there are memes coming out of it and all sorts of things because... Um, these people are uh, not just uh, administrators or, or sportsmen and women. They're, they're characters in some respects. But, uh, I mean, it's the pinnacle of motor racing. There are some unbelievable stories in that multi-million slash billion-dollar sport. Um, and I just like, like, I've got teenage daughters, guys, and mm. they are addicted to it. They think it's unreal. Where are you, Rusty? I'm talking to you from Phillip Island where I'm here for what they call Speed Series where there is uh, the TCR Championship with Will Brown who competes in the, the supercars, for example, and we've got sports cars in the GT World Challenge. So you've got three Bathurst winners here, David Reynolds, Shane Van Gisberg, and, I mean, it's an unbelievable field of, uh, of sports cars here and Chas Mostert as well. Those cars were fast around the island yesterday. Rusty, Formula One kicks off this weekend in Bahrain. What have we learned from the practice overnight? We've learned, um, Candice, that, that some of the stuff we saw in the pre-season testing is a little bit accurate. So the Ferraris look pretty good. Mercedes seem like they're unbelievably uh, on the back foot a little at the moment. But I'm waiting until qualifying tonight. I'm sort of reserving judgment on that. I, I can't believe that the, the champion team for so many years, in a constructor's sense, um, are on the back foot. But it's Max Verstappen, the, the new world champion, who, who won it late last year. Um, he's got so much confidence now. He was the guy who was fastest on Friday in Bahrain. Rusty, you know I love the MotoGP because that's <laughs> proper racing and there's real death-defying stuff goes on there and passing, which doesn't happen in you know Formula One as far as I'm concerned. Um, round two, it's in Indonesia. How's Remy Gardner's wrist injury? And second part, will Jack Miller keep that ride on the Ducati? I would like to hope so. Um, I, I think the scrutiny around this is something that we want to avoid if, uh, if at all possible. We just want to let Jack go and do what he does best. Um, I, you know, they've had a pretty reasonable Friday, those guys. You're right about pointing out Remy Gardner, too, who picked up his first ever world championship point last time out. On the bounce from a wrist injury, seems a lot better. He, he won the second-tier championship Moto2 last year. And the ingredients are there for a great rookie year for him in, uh, in MotoGP. They're in Indonesia too, on our doorstep effectively, and there's a lot of love for bike racing up there. All right. Now, I'm going to ask this, Richard. We've been arguing about this. End of last year's F1 season, very controversial. Did they make the right move pushing our bloke, Michael Massey, sideways, the race director? Because, uh, Richard, you think... Well, it's a show. Right, F1 is clearly a show, right? They so, compromise the sport. They rig well, the last lap to give us an exciting finish. Well, it's, it's a made-up sport, like any other sport. Rusty? I, I feel for Michael Massey, I have known him since he was a teenager, and at heart he was doing something that was not a biased 
decision at all. It was good for the sport. Uh, under the rules, it, it could have finished, as you point out, under under safety car. I feel like that would have been a, a massive anti-climax. Um, there'll be people for and against here. That's what sport is like. You guys know that. At the end of the day, the hype that has spun off this, yes. I mean, you've got a sellout effectively at the Australian Grand Prix in a few weeks' time. I mean, we haven't had that in years. It's going to be huge, guys. Absolutely huge. All right. There you go. He's with me. Mm. All right. Yes, all right. Because Formula One is like the motorised version of maths. It's, of a, it's, a great shame. it's a great shame we've lost that guy because he, he is a, a very hardworking, seriously good guy at his job. Very, oh, very good shame. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, now, you can hear Rusty. Rusty's Garage, very popular on the listener app, and we bring you uh, motor racing for Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Thank you, Rusty. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough, do you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends, Michael McGuire joins us in the second hour and the list of grievances. And we've got to get a tip from you, Rich, at some point. Slip a day. Yeah. Heavy, heavy eight. The officially. rain stops, so at least it shouldn't get heavier. I'll tell you what, it was heavier than a heavy... Eight when I left there. It was heavy 10. Mm. But it might improve. Who knows? All right, let's do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. All right, by now you probably know Roosters winners last night. So were Penrith in the NRL. AFL, uh, Collingwood beats and killed at 102.85. What about that AFL coach hammering the journo? Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He had to apologise. No one came out of that. The journo got punted for something, something else. It's a big week for him. He, it's the ups and downs in yeah. 24 hours. <laughs> he got hammered by the coach. He got the coach's apology. Yeah. And then he got sacked for something else. Yes. Premier League, Wolves led Leeds 2-0 this morning. Lost 3-2. Big win for Leeds. A um, couple of other things. Uh, well, one in particular. Tom Brady announced his return, right? Was it last week or the week before? Anyway, he announced his return. Remember that guy who paid... The quarterback, right? The quarterback, yeah. yeah. The ten, I don't think Tom Brady needs an introduction. Anyway. It sounds like a game show. The host, poor bugger yeah. paid half a million dollars for what was supposed to be his last touchdown pass. Now, if he's got half a million dollars to waste on that, he's probably doing okay. So Tom Brady puts out a tweet today, and he's sponsored by a, a crypto company. And he says, hey crypto company could we donate a bitcoin to the charity of this person's choice so what about giving the money back that's yes. exactly so not only as he is he half a million out of pocket because brady changed his mind he's going to give him a bitcoin which is a contentious him. currency and it's going to charity and it's coming from the sponsor it's not oh, yeah. even coming out of his no, pocket i'm sure he's that worth millions why couldn't he just go here buddy that is red hot candace why couldn't we win the cricket the other night 170 oh, overs. Good question. Good question. We, I mean, in that fourth fourth innings, we just could not get that ball to do anything. It couldn't get it to reverse, and it was, it was an opportunity for a win. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely lost. Why do they have the follow-on option? No one's ever going to take it ever again. Why do journalists all say, oh, they forced the follow-on? It never happens, and it <laughs> never will. And why are they so down on the mancad? The people are cheating. Look, the man cat, that's just not, that's just what you say, just not cricket. You can't be oh, doing that. Oh, I've got the solution anyway. What is it? We put a camera on it, and if the, the guys in the box say, 
He left the crease before the... The batsman. The batsman. You know, he left the, the crease before he should have. Then you don't get any runs for that ball, no matter how many you scored. But the third test, that all starts again on Monday. So Monday Gee, the 20th. quick. Very quick turnaround. Yeah, so that's from... Uh, they'll be playing out of Lahore. Now, do you see how generous I was, Richard? Rusty, I could have argued with Rusty, but let him. he, he put me in my place about his mate, Michael Massey, even though it was his mate, which is a disqualifier. Don't let, put it down to I'll let his mate. you win See, that argument. No, you're, you're trying to say now, oh, he only said it because he's his mate. No, he said it because it's right. No, don't make that voice. Triple M dead legends. Ryan Grant, Socceroo, coming up next. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M dead set legends. Again, we've got a very special guest. There are two big things that have come out of Canawindra in the last century. One, the big peg. Big peg. Oh, wow. That really is a big peg. Uh, where was I? And this guy. He played for the Socceroos, wearing Tim Cahill's old jumper and pulled on the shirt for Sydney FC with over 200 appearances plus three A-League championships, including this moment. Kicking out right, Grant, chesting it home. He scored another grand final goal for Sydney FC on Ryan Grant's nipple. Please welcome... Into the back of the net. Ryan, the big peg, Grant... Well, I don't think we'll be talking about Ryan Grant's nipple, but there you go. Uh, big game Socceroos. They're here in Sydney playing Japan Thursday night. This is must-win stuff, Candice. It is. It is. Um, and super excited because the team was announced during the week and there's plenty of A-League stars amongst the team. Mm. So that's a really good sign for you know our country's league, which is brilliant. And Ryan Grant, uh, you, you, even if you don't really know football, you would recognise him and go, yeah, that's that soccer player. I know him. He's uh, very recognisable. He's a good story and he's on the line now. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, guys. How are we? Canna Windra. We're good, mate. Canna Windra. Please tell me you haven't bought a beer in Canna Windra for a long time. They, they should be just, we're not worthy every time you turn up. <laughs> I don't get home as, as much as I would like to, but I'm sure if I went back there, there'd be a, a few shouts uh, for me. But um, no, it's been a while since I've been back there, but um, no, it's a great place, great place to grow up. Now, huge new news in the last 24 hours that Graham Arnold, um, the Socceroos coach, has actually, he's he's gone down with COVID. So how is this going to affect the preparation and will he be able to um, be there on Thursday night? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. Um, I'm not sure exactly when he, he tested positive. So um, hopefully it was maybe a few days ago and he'll be out uh, in time for the game on Thursday. But um, last time we were in um, Melbourne for a home game for the Socceroos, he actually had COVID too, which was unfortunate and, and missed the game. But the boys still uh, went out and, and got a convincing 4-0 win. So um, it might be a little bit of a blessing in disguise yeah. um, having Arnie uh, not there. But... I'm sure he'll do everything he can to, to get there, but obviously abiding uh, by all the rules too. This game against Japan, this is a must win, right? There's no – a draw is – doesn't do you much good. No, exactly, yeah. These these next two games, we've got, obviously got Japan and then Saudi in Saudi, which mm. will be just as difficult. So um, both very tough games, but, yeah, we have to win um, if we want to get automatic uh, qualification. Thankfully, we, we have – locked up third spot, uh, which means yeah, if worst comes to worst, we get a playoff in, in June, um, which we'll have to win then. But, uh, yeah, these games are, are, are crucial. And I think um, having Japan in, in Sydney uh, will be massive for us. And if we can get as many supporters there, it will make a big difference. So we're looking forward to it. I think 
to go to a World Cup, you have to be able to compete with the best and beat the best, and um, Japan's a good place to start. The game's at Accor Stadium, which uh, we know... The old ANZ. The old ANZ Stadium. And for so many people that, you know, we can remember first qualifying for the World Cup, hmm. John Aloisi at the penalty shootout, shirt off. Were you there, Candice? I wasn't there, but no. I remember Best watching. Best thing I've it. ever been to. It, you know, everyone can remember. So, as a as a socceroo playing in a World Cup qualifier in your home state, it's got to be pretty special. Yeah, it is. I think um, a lot of people sort of forget about that with with the hype around the game. But um, yeah, when it's in your hometown, I suppose, and uh, such a big crucial game, you sort of got to soak it up and, and take it all in. And that's what I'm looking forward to to this week, uh, being in around the boys again and. Um, yeah, being involved in in such a crucial game for Australia and Australian football is going to be awesome. And against a big rival like Japan, um, yeah, it's sort of set up perfectly, hasn't it, for us to, to go out there and, and do our best and get a win. Now, you're a huge rugby league fan. Is this right? I am, yes. Yeah, which Panthers team boy. Which team do you support? Yeah, the Panthers, the Penrith Panthers, which is uh, very convenient with how good they've been going the last couple of seasons. But... Now I've been I've been supporting them since I was a young fella, and um, yeah, now they're they're sort of coming to fruition and, and doing really well. How come Panthers? Uh, I think a few a few reasons. My old man um, went for Penrith, uh, and my old man actually played with Royce Simmons too. Oh, that'll do. Uh, back yeah, back in the day, and sort of family friends. And Royce used to get me in the change rooms when I was younger and see all the boys. And then obviously when you're you get to go to a Panthers game and get in the sheds. You, you can't not support them, especially with the players they used to have back in the day. So, um, yeah, massive Panthers fan and, yeah, love love my rugby league. All right. He's a good fella, this uh, bloke, Ryan Grant. Cut his mullet and um, raised something like 25 grand for world's greatest shave. He's played a stack of games for Sydney FC and he's going to be there Thursday night. Kickoff 8-10. Tickets available uh, a core stadium, which is Stadium Australia, Soccer Rouge Japan, always a big game, always a great game when these two sides clash, and always seems to be close. Tickets from Ticket Tech, Ryan Grant, what a pleasure, mate! Thank you for joining us on the Legends. No worries, thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. Beautiful, all the best. Triple M Dead said Legend. Ladies and gentlemen, the best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candice Warner. Welcome back. Ten minutes late, that feels about right. Uh, coming up Saturday, Scrum, Luke Keery from the Roosters, Liam Martin from Penrith will join the team. So that's coming up at midday. Candice, this is your time here. Champ or play of the week, thanks to KO. Yes, so the champ of the week is our very own Cam Smith, who absolutely took the world by storm and won during the week. Yeah, the Players' Championship mm. in Florida. Yep. Yeah, brilliant. And the merch that he'll be able to sell out of that, you know, the hat with the hair attached. Mm. That's one of the great moolahs. Yeah. So, I mean, he first caught my eye uh, during the Olympics. He represented Australia at the Olympics for the first time in, in golf and was really quite emotional about how he went. And and, and, it, and it seems like he seems to be a very emotional guy. He, he won and it was the presence of his mum and sister that really... Um, meant the most to him. Your mom, Sharon, your sister, Mel, they're here from Australia the first time in over two and a half years due to the COVID protocols in Australia. What did it mean to you to have them here to witness this? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen them in, in two years, sorry. Uh, it's, it's really cool to have them here. And, uh, 
you know, my main priority really was just to hang out with them and uh, golf was second for these few weeks. So uh, it's nice to, nice to see them and nice to get a win from Big win indeed, Cam. Congratulations. Well done today. Thank you. That's lovely. You know what I love about that? Mm. By the time Greg Norman got to that stage, he had an American accent. <laughs> this guy just sounds like a kid from Brisbane. <laughs> All right, good on you, Cam Smith. More after this, Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Uh, Candice and Rich here with Dan, Dead Set Legends. Rich, uh, now you started very well with your tips, very well. We're in front. We're still in front after a month. But last week you tipped a two-to-one on pop and it got done. Now that is just a disgrace. See, this I'm quite happy not to tip, right? This is what happens. You tip. Oh, it's all good when you're tipping winners. You tip one loser. Rich, well, you tip two, but I'll never bag you if you tip a $5 loser. But when you tip a dollar fifty and it gets rolled. Very hard day today out at Rose Hill. A nearly impossible day today because the tracks would be very wet. But there are two absolute wet trackers that you should build your um, trifectas around your first fours. Yes. One of them's very elegant. She is a superstar, mm-hmm. but she is a superstar wet tracker, and the other one's Forbidden Love. That's yours. So mm. if you can form up a bit of a... Multi? Multi or something around those two, one of them will win for sure. Jeez, very elegant. It's $1.28. Uh, they, uh, once they get in the wet track, these horses, yeah. they're very hard to beat. Your one's $2.45, so at least you can put that in a multi and get a yeah. little bit of uh, well, juice I, I, out of it. I half suspect today, because they'll all think she's going to lead again today, that, that there'll be something there to drive her nuts, but, you know. So it's, it's big out there today. So there's, there's five. Slipper day. Yeah, but I know there's five Group 1 races. That's yeah, it's huge. A, it's one of the biggest days in the calendar, if not nearly the biggest day on the calendar in Sydney. And the Golden Slipper is just a lottery. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute lottery. You could do your best. Now, your horse, what's it called in the slipper? Queen of... Queen of the ball. Now, very good horse, but not necessarily a, a wet track. She doesn't appear to like the wet tracks. And they're, they're you know, that's going to be a problem. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. So uh, gamble responsibly. Hey, quick one here. We've got 90 seconds. Uh, there's a very contentious subject about the roots head, and that is stuff with Russia and Ukraine, which we have no business talking about. But Wimbledon want Daniil Medvedev, not the most likable player, but they want him to denounce his president, Putin, if they're going to let him play Wimbledon. Now, well, I reckon this came out of that uh, Ukrainian player, Alexandre Delgopolov, who is actually a very good player. He's, I think he's now retired or he's semi-retired. Uh, he's actually got the gear on. He's actually fighting for the Ukraine. And he said... And good for him. Uh, you know, more, more, more power to him. He said, it's not good enough that they just said a few you know, platitudes about not supporting the war. You know, that's not good enough. He wants them out. Because he's Ukrainian, of course, you know, yeah. and you can imagine that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting one. Um, so hang on, Medvedev, sport. hang on, he's done he's done nothing wrong in this instance, Rich. Mm. Right, all right, he's he's a bit of a tosser on the court, fine, mm. but he's Russian. But, but hang on, did we ban South African from indi- from individual sports during apartheid? Gary Player kept playing, no. kept winning majors, That's true. but they compete uh, for a neutral. So with the with what's going on in Russia, they they will compete for just neutral. It's it's, it's the Russians are killing children. I, whoa, whoa, whoa! Mm. I'm separating you know? Medvedev from what yeah. the slaughter yes. that's going on. Mm. I know it's hard to get it out of your head, though. All right, uh, 
Let's move on to fun stuff. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Michael McGuire is going to join us uh, very shortly. Uh, the list of grievances uh, is coming up as well. This is the Dead Set Legends. Our next guest started his career back when you could have a dart at halftime in the change rooms and sometimes fights were settled in the car park after the match. That's right, the good old days. After a brief stint to the Raiders, the Adelaide Rams, and then as a PE teacher, he started his coaching career under some of the greats. Now Meninga, then Craig Bellamy, before taking the big gig at South and winning them their 21st Premiership in 2014. Absolutely incredible scenes here. From the coach's box, please welcome... Welcome, Tigers coach, Michael Madge Maguire. You've done it again, Candice. You, you, I'll tell you what, you've you, you starred in, in the chair and you're producing <laughs> as well. Who have you got for us now? We've got the West Tigers coach, Michael Maguire. Um, I'm a huge fan of Madge, obviously, for what he did at the Rabbitohs, but seeing what he's been doing at the Tigers is, for me, super impressive. So um, how could we not have him on? Madge, we've been uh, trying to get you for a few weeks. Unfortunately, Warney and a couple of other things, and we can finally get you on today. Lovely to have you on the show. No, I really appreciate being on, guys. Now, we'll get to the Tigers in a minute, but Candice brings up an interesting thing. Do, do South fans still come up to you and thank you or, and, and pat you on the back? I mean, that was seven or eight years ago, but you're a bloody legend over there forever now. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky that uh, I do live in Maroubra, so it's um, a very uh, South-strong area and uh, there's a lot of great people. I do love living in that area and uh, they do remember me about the great times, which uh, I'm obviously chasing again. Madge, do you still love coaching? I mean, with the roller coaster ride and scrutiny it gives you, you were at the Rabbitohs, won the premiership there, and now you're at a club that just gives you so many different challenges. Yeah, Candice, I think you and I have probably talked about it uh, at some stages over the years, but I actually really love coaching. I, I really enjoy the parts of being able to grow a young man and you know young girls in the game now uh, to become you know kids that probably never really believed they could make it to something that um, you know they become champions. And you know the the ride of seeing a young person do that is uh, very special. You talk about champions and, and and to build a champion team. Is there self-belief amongst the boys at the Tigers? I mean, do they believe they can win and be competitive? I think, you know, they'd be challenged at times, obviously with, you know, what's gone on at the club in the past. But, you know, it's being able to build, um, you know, a space around the team that can see themselves moving towards where you want to get to, and that's obviously the title. Uh, and as long as you're doing that continuously, I think that that belief can change very quickly. Uh, you know, I've been fortunate to to be at a club that um, you know, hadn't had a grand final for a long period of time and, uh, you know, everyone's got to believe within the organisation that, you know, that they can make it. And when you get that by the makings of what builds a club, it's not just the players, it's, it's the administration, it's everyone around you that plays a big part in that. And then that becomes your fans as well. The plans, mm-hmm. the fans play a big part in in belief. Um, it's not about just the building itself making the team. You know, the team's got to go in and do that. But those are the little things that add to the belief of what makes you a strong and champion team. So uh, we're working pretty hard at that. Madge, the boys did a really good job against the, the Storm last week. They're unlucky not to get the win. Were you happy with the performance? I mean, obviously you didn't get the two points, but were you happy with what you saw? Yeah, I don't think it was luck there. Yeah, so you sort of said it's unlucky. Yeah, we, we've got to concentrate at a higher level for longer periods of time. You know, we we set the game up perfectly to the way we discussed, but there were moments in that second half where we slipped 
and that's the challenging part for where we are at the moment of each player owning those areas of when the momentum of the game does go against you. Michael, you mentioned uh, scrutiny, and all rugby league coaches, they're, they're under scrutiny, of course. Anyone in a high-profile position is going to be publicly. But, you know, that's got to affect you, but it's also got to affect the people around you. How do you cope with that? How do they cope with it? Yeah, I've got three young kids and, um, you know, they definitely feel that. Obviously, they go to school every day and they've got all the comments. But, uh, look, I think it helps build their resilience in uh, who they are as people. And, you know, they see Dad waking up every day, going out and having another crack at it. So I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, well said, Madge. Um, Luke Brooks, he, he, he failed to train earlier this week. Are we going to see him on the field tomorrow? Yeah, he's definitely playing. It's um, Yeah, it's amazing how one comment in this day and age in media, it spreads everywhere and everyone thinks he's not playing, but he's definitely playing. One of the best bits of TV last year, Madge, was, was that doco on the Tigers. That, I mean, the sort of insight was fantastic for Fox. It was great for viewers. What about you? I, I, I'm not sure it was great for the club. Well, maybe it was great for the club. I don't know. Why do it? I mean, it was, as I said, thank you. It was fantastic to watch, but... Um, were there any benefits? Yeah, I guess you ask that question sometimes, dear. Or I ask myself that. But look, I think the biggest thing that I thought last year and the club wanting to do that was to actually show everyone how hard mm. people are working, you know, and what goes on inside the West Tigers. And, you know, as I said, prior to myself coming here, the club's obviously been through a journey. And, um, you know, I think, you know, for the fans to see the makings of what goes on, I thought what it did show was that we've got a pretty passionate group of people that are working here to, to achieve. And uh, if anything, that's the positive that we take out of it is that, you know, that I've got a very good staff, uh, you know, I've got a great group of men that are, are working really hard in the background to to get themselves at their best. So uh, I guess if that's something that the fans uh, see, the passion of the club, um, that's a positive. That was good TV. Thank you. Not many coaches would have agreed to that, not many clubs. So um, yeah. honestly, that I was... Think I, might, I think I might shut the door now, though. I've done my part. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Thank you very much for joining us, Madge. Big game tomorrow against Newcastle. They're coming off a win. I think you won there last year, this time of year. So it's a winnable game. Uh, and, mate, we wish you all the best. You're a good man, and, and we hope things turn out well for you. Nah, good on you. Thanks, Candice. Thank, Thank you. All the best really for the season. You being on there. All right, this this is the Dead Set Legends here on Triple M. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Yes, indeed. Titans uh, and Warriors is the first game today at 3 p.m. What did you say just a second ago, Candice, what the Knights are doing tomorrow? Yeah, so the Knights will donate $5 to the Red Cross Flood Appeal for every person who attends the game on Sunday. So that will be the Beautiful. game against the Tigers. That's Good. nice. They're very nice. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's it, nice. Even when you're being genuine, you sound condescending, Richard. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's just, there's nothing I can say, is there, really, that he doesn't no. think is condescending, unrelatable, <laughs> you know, just constant criticism. So everyone flock to that game because it's, it is yes. going to a really good. Right. Yes. See, see, you can't yeah. do sincerity, <laughs> Richard. ACT Brumbies beat the Queensland Reds 16-12 last night. Really? Tars played on that. <laughs> have, you heard, have you heard what's going on in Rugby Union? All the former players all ripping into it saying, guess what? The rules are too complicated. <laughs> really? You just we're just working that out. I bet the rules were too complicated when they played. Now they're just talking. Tars yes. play Rebels tonight at the SCG. Um, Bring your rule book. Swans Giants this afternoon 
at, uh, what do they call it now? A core stadium. A core stadium. And Buddy is five goals away from a 1,000. Hasn't there been so? Have you noticed around Sydney, the yes. advertising yes. around? Yes, it's everywhere. The and billboards. What do you think will happen, shelters? Candace? I, she's got, some, oh, she's got I, a theory on I this. I like this conspiracy look, theory. Well, look, generally he, he kicks about three goals a game. But I'm thinking if he does, if he's having an absolute blinder and he's on 999, the Swans are going to pull him off. <laughs> Take him that. off the field, I mean. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because he can't. I mean, you just keep doing this, don't you? You you just listen. There's kids in the car. (laughs) But would you think about that before you said it? And you think they do that at a thousand, not at nine ninety (laughs) nine. Anyway, so the conspiracy theory is they're going to save his thousand for a home game, so they can sell more tickets. Actually, like the theory. Yes. If I was running it, I would do it. I was there for the Lockett game when he got a thousand. It was a Sunday over against Collingwood. Yeah. Ran onto the SCG, ripped out a bit of turf. Didn't thought, just... I'm going to grow a bit of SCG turf in my backyard. It lasted a week. But what's going to happen? So if I know that if if, if he kicks his thousandth goal today, uh, if you run on the field, you will get a really heavy fine. So please don't do that. But if no, it happens next... No, that's a tradition. I know, but if it does happen, what's going to happen to Buddy? Is he going to kick it then all of a sudden there's going to be... 20 or 30 security guards around him. Like, how is this going to work? It's never had to be... It's never no. been a problem before for a bloke who kicks a 1,000 yeah. goals. They run out, they all pat him on the and back. Make... He goes, yeah, I've just kicked a 1,000 yeah, goals. He'll miss him, next week off. with COVID, but there'll be 5,000 kids <laughs> patting him on the back. But when he kicked his 500th goal, if you have a look, there are all these security guards around him. So it's, it's actually... The images are actually really funny. Yeah. So what's going to happen... You've really given this some... <laughs> I have. Mm. I haven't given it a second's thought because I just thought they'd all run out there, pat him on the back like they've done for the last hundred years. Well, they can't find 5,000 people. Like if two two people run on the field, mm. they're gone. But if I see if people come on... Do you think on, there'll be 5,000 there? Oh, mate, you are. <laughs> you are a disgrace. I'll get 40. Well, they won't be at yeah. the rugby, that's for sure. That's it. They get 40 at the SCG, but what if it happens today? I'm telling you, they're getting. They've yes. already sold a lot of tickets oh, for this game. Oh, I'm glad of that. It's the derby or whatever they call yes. it. The, what da- do they call it? The yeah, derby. it's the derby. The derby. The the, the, the the Sydney. The Battle of the Bridge. Oh, we got unless, to come up with a better name. Unless than that. And it's the unless bridges, It's the Sydney Harbour Bridge 90th birthday today as well. Is that right? It is. Well, happy birthday! I don't to know the how you run a family and and gather all this knowledge. <laughs> how do you get it all done? I'm it's a woman. amazing. I'm well, a woman. I can do plenty of God, things. God, that went once. off the rails, didn't it? That sports update. <laughs> Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Oh, the list of grievances is coming up. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. All right, just about done, Dead Set Legends. Uh, the Saturday Triple M NRL show coming up right after this. Uh, but before we say farewell, it's the grievances. Young people today. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> What have they done? (laughs) Well, what's, you know, they don't seem to be able to solve their own problems. Everything that comes up is like, oh, I've got to ring someone, or I've got to go to Instagram, or I'll look on Google to see if I can get someone else to solve it for him. In my day. Oh, jeez, Richard. When you you had a flat tyre out on a country road, there was no one to call. There was no Google to consult. You had to solve your own problems. Rich, I just don't see it these days. Have you heard of an app called Airtasker? <laughs> oh, that's even worse. That's actually getting another human to come and do it for you. 
I, I just, What's wrong with that? That's technology, Rich. We've it's moved just, on. You've got to move on with the, the whole, times. Their whole way of solving problems is different to the previous generation. I don't know if it's a good thing. I suspect it's a bad thing. All you're telling us is that you're a fossil. Excellent point, Candice. Excellent point. I don't know why I do this. I, I, can do, I end up being you're the, the one that, of this. You're the one that complains about young people. Today. You honestly... <laughs> what, what are you doing on Triple M? You should be on AM. This is not AM? Triple M. We're done. <laughs> Saturday NRL coming up after this.